I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Everybody, welcome. Your Saltwater Guide with another phenomenal podcast for you today. I want to thank you all for joining us. Thanks for jumping on. Megaphone, Apple Podcast. Spotify, and everybody else that's on board here. Thank you very much. Those of you that are watching live on Facebook and YouTube, big shout out. Thank you very much. Don't forget, we got we got plenty of ways for you to take care of Captain Dave, Marley, Kelly, and all the animals here at our house. Go ahead and drop some stars on the podcast. Go ahead and uh, hit us with the tips on the YouTube channel, and every single person that's joining us today, I thank you all very, very much. The viewership is skyrocketing. Everything is just going in the right direction, and I thank you all very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. And wow, what a phenomenal five days I just had with my good friend Mike Lewis and his wife Jamie. Kelly and I just absolutely adored you guys. You guys are incredible human beings. And I want to thank Mike for coming here and hanging out with me and helping me out with the podcast and showing me a bunch of things I could do better. And I really appreciate it and showing me how to fix my windshield wiper. And you got me to wash my truck. That's a big deal, buddy. So thank you very much, Mike Lewis. Thank you guys and all of you that went over and checked them out yesterday after our podcast. Mike was pretty overwhelmed by everybody checking out Quad Jammer over there on his Instagram page. And uh, he wanted me to make sure and thank all of you. He got a whole bunch of new followers. Isn't it incredible his paintings and all the paint jobs he's done on all the different cars and how spectacular to find out that he was Pimp My Ride. He was the head painter over there at Pimp My Ride. Oh my gosh, watched that show for years. Had no idea he was in the background just painting all the cars doing all the custom paint jobs on all the gas tanks, fuel tanks, all the different things that that man's been involved in. And then on top of all that, he's a war hero. Desert Shield, he was there. Big part of Desert Shield. And my hat goes off to him. You know me, I'm fully involved with uh, war heroes. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you very much. You guys are watching from the airplane. Incredible. But gang, I, I am... Totally committed to the War Heroes, as you know, watching me with uh, War Heroes on Water. And then I, I didn't even really know Mike was a War Hero, but thank you very much for everything you've done for me, Mike, and to allow me to do this silly podcast and go fishing and having fun and doing all the cool things that Kelly Girl and I get to do and having a monkey. None of that would be possible without the War Heroes. So thank all of you very, very much. Today, we're going to talk about... Uh, Today, we're going to talk about anchoring on spots and how important it is to make sure you're anchored on the spot proper and that you are uh, you got a good chance of catching fish when you're anchored on the spot. So that's what we're talking about today is proper way to anchor, proper way to anchor. Proper way to anchor is super important. And uh, I'm going to talk about it a lot today. We're going to show a couple of videos. And we're going to really get into the nitty gritty. And I just posted a, a new video on the website. So uh, that's kind of cool. You guys, if you ha you're not members, hey, Mike, if you guys aren't members of the website, you need to become members of the website because it absolutely will change what you catch, how you fish, where you fish and what you fish for. All of our members that are hoop netting right now are just blown away. We had Jason Lawler posted a video this morning. He called me up yesterday. He said, I'm going to Catalina. Do you have somewhere I can go that I could catch some lobsters by Avalon? I sent him over the numbers immediately because that's my commitment to all my members is 
as long as you're a member, I'll help you out as much as I can. Mike and his, or Jason and his buddy had limits and, and we're back tied up in Avalon at 10 o'clock at night. Pretty spectacular fishing. He got full limits and he said he caught probably a hundred shorts on the spot that I gave him. Hey, Cubby, Cubby, Paul. Hey buddy. Can't wait for you to get back down here to Cabo. But today we're going to talk about, uh, anchoring on spots and how important it is to make sure that your boat is actually positioned on the spot proper so that you can catch fish when you throw your lines in the water. Gang, if I didn't spend the time, the extra time anchoring on that spot where we caught our white sea bass and our yellowtail for the war heroes over at Catalina, we wouldn't have caught any of those fish. It's all about making sure you're on the spot proper. I had to reset the anchor. Once I thought I was on the spot proper, then by the time we got settled back on the anchor, we weren't on the spot proper. Don't be lazy when you're doing this, gang. You have to you have to be all in. Like I tell everybody that calls me all the time, if you're not feeling like you want to be totally committed when you get out there on the boat, just stay home. Go do something else, especially with the price of fuel today at $7 a gallon. Um, it's imperative that when you go out on your boat, you catch something. That's why I believe my website is so important to the success of everybody out there fishing. I think it's super important to have somebody helping all of you. I don't care what level you're at. I have to get information from all my buddies that are out on the water every single day before I put the game plans together on Thursday. Also, if I'm going to go fishing with you and you're going to come out on my boat with me, whether it's you're paying me or we're going out for fun, I'm going to gather as much information as I can to make sure that I have the best possibility to catch fish. And like I keep saying, every single thing matters. Just like on the cup here, right there, it says everything matters. Look at that paint job on this cup Mike Lewis made for me. Isn't that insane? But that's one of my main things I talk about. And it matters in life. It matters in everything you do. Every single thing that you say and everything you do matters. So remember that. But I have a couple of videos right now that are trending that are going absolutely bananas. And those are those sea lions down on the docks. And I talk to everybody all the time about these uh, sea lions are eating people. And, and there's so many people saying, oh, they don't eat people. They're, they're not eating people. Watch this video and tell me what I want you all to watch this video and, uh, also, I want to thank Promar for being a part of the show every Tuesday. Promar Ahi USA is part of the show. You go to promarahi.com and check out all their cool products, and we'll get more into that. And I'll throw the QR code up at the end of the show because of Mike Lewis teaching me that when I throw the QR code up, it takes you away from the show and takes you to their website. We'll throw the QR code up at the end, and we'll have a new contest. So make sure you watch. All the way to the end today, we're going to do our whole one hour show. And at the end, I'm going to announce the new contest. And I'm also going to show you some cool products from Promar. And the QR code will come up and you can save on that. But I want you all to watch this video. A lot of people haven't seen it. This video has been around for quite a while. You tell me what this animal's intention was. Because I, in my heart, don't believe it's to play. I believe in my heart it was because. It wanted to eat this. And now I've talked to guys down in San Diego. I've talked to guys in Oceanside. I've talked to people in Dana Point. Also, we watched the news pumping this up for a long time, saying the reason the sea lions are attacking people is because uh, of red tide, which is absolutely ludicrous. But remember, like I always say, turn off the news. They're all lying. They're not attacking people because of red tide. They're attacking people because we're meat and they eat meat. What this is very disturbing. So some of you may not want to watch this, but this is real. This is not makeup, make believe. Watch this video, gang, just for a second. It's only going to take a few seconds. You're not going to believe this. And I'll tell you what, it would be a totally different outcome if this was my granddaughter. But watch this and tell me what you Oh my god! Oh my god! 
What do you think that animal was doing? Do you think he was playing with that little girl or do you think he wanted to eat him or eat her? Gang, that I'm going to show that video again in a few minutes. We're going to go over that again. That animal was not playing with that little baby. That animal wanted to eat her because we are food and they are hungry and they are starving to death. They did not, that animal did not grab that little girl and pull her in the water because he wanted to play with her. They're a, the name of that animal is sea lion, not cuddly pillow. It's a sea lion, lion. Remember lion, lion, mountain lion. King of the jungle lion. They didn't name the animal sea lion because they're big cuddly pillow. They named it sea lion because of something. Like Oh my God. If that was your grandchild, if that was your daughter, what would you do? What would you think? Gang, there's those two videos I posted a couple of days ago on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube talking about how you can't even get to your boats when they take over your dock and people are telling me, oh, just walk around them. They'll get out of the way. They're not, they're not dangerous. They are absolutely unbelievably dangerous so be very very careful when you're walking around those animals they're not they're not big cuddly pillows they're not there to help you i wanted everyone to see that video i could post a lot of more videos about how dangerous these animals are but i think you get the point watching that one so let's get into this anchoring thing it's super important if you go through our videos on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and as you're going through the videos, you're going to see all the different hotspots videos, over 1,300 videos, or excuse me, over 1,300 spots. These spots, I, the best way I can relate this to you is think of the ocean as a giant desert. Every once in a while in the desert, there's a little oasis. That's what we call the spots. That's where the fish live. Fish aren't just nilly-willy swimming around the ocean. Just You just go out there and park and throw your bait in the water and you're going to catch fish. No, you have to know where their houses are. You have to know where the fish's house is. We in the industry call those the spots. When you go to the spot, and if you just drift on the spot, you're going to catch a fish when you go by it. And then... Another hour or so, you're going to drift by the spot again, and you're going to get another bite. But if you can learn how to anchor on the spot proper, then every time you throw your line in the water, you got a chance to catch a fish. So that is why it's imperative to know how to anchor. It's so important to know exactly how to anchor on a spot. We're going to show a little tiny piece of that uh video of how i go about getting on the spot hold on a second someone doesn't know what time it is a little tiny bit of this video to show you how important it is or how i go about figuring out how to anchor on a spot let's see if we got this all right gang we're anchored up on the spot but we missed it by a little bit i want to show you something see the compass here it's telling us that we're laying 290 degrees. So we're gonna pull the anchor right now, and then we're gonna go around the rock. And when we end up getting ready to drop the anchor, the boat will be pointed at 290 degrees because that's- That is the very easiest way to figure out which way the boat's gonna lay. Now, that video goes on for another two and a half minutes and it's available on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, but I'll just break it down for you real quick so you could understand what I'm talking about. When I dropped the anchor on that spot, I thought I would lay exactly due west, but I laid 20 degrees off of that. And that matters gang, because as the back of the boat is 20 degrees off the rock, you're not going to catch a fish. So what I had to do is reset the anchor so that we could get on the spot so that this could happen. This is incredible, gang. If I hadn't re-anchored, we wouldn't have been taking this picture at the pier. 
with the war heroes, Jared and Tom and Jason and their white sea bass and their yellowtail. They all came off of that spot because we reset the anchor and we positioned the boat on the spot proper. This picture would not have been able to happen if I hadn't have reset the anchor. And what I want you to understand is if you're tired and if you're like, well, it can't matter that much. We're only 20 degrees off the spot. That matters more than anything, gang. It matters so much. I didn't sleep for four days on that trip. Totally in charge of everything. We're drifting in the middle of the ocean. We're anchoring on spots. We're doing what we need to do in the middle of the ocean. We're not going in, tying up to a dock and spending the night and having cupcakes and all that crap. We were out there to fish with the war heroes and actually catch fish. So I don't want to hear you say, well, you know, does it really matter that much to reset on the spot? Yeah, it matters more than anything. If your line isn't going to their house, if your baits aren't going to their house, if you're not giving those fish an opportunity to bite your hook so that you can catch them, well, then you're not fishing, you're wishing. And you don't ever want to wish, with, especially with the price of fuel at seven. I'm going to keep talking about it because I've never seen this before in California. It blows my mind that it's seven bucks a gallon. But now it's going to matter more than anything that you're not lazy when you go out on your boat. Now, I thought I was going to anchor like I told you. When I dropped the anchor, I thought we were going to be laying due west. Well, we were laying 290 degrees like I showed you on the compass. When you drop the anchor, gang, you want to let the boat settle back on the anchor and you want it to set there for five, 10 minutes so that you can actually see which way that you're laid on the spot. Me doing this for a living every single day, I knew that the spot was off, off of my um, starboard side about not quite in casting distance because I actually went down on the deck and I grabbed a rod and I casted my bait as far as I could off the starboard side, right side of the boat. And I felt bites right away where the guys that were fishing, they couldn't get a bite because their lines were going straight off the back of the boat because we had a really good current and you had to make a really long cast to get over to where the fish were. So that's when I knew. I got to I got to pull my head out of my butt here and I can't be tired. This is their trip of a lifetime. I don't want to approach it in a tire. Oh, I'm I haven't slept for 2 days. I'm to, it's going to be okay just to sit here and maybe we'll catch a calico or something bull. I'm pulled the anchor and I got reset on the spot proper because I wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity. If you look at the fish finding apparatus, the pedometer in the videos on the website your saltwater guide, you'll be able to see the worms that were on the sides of the rock that let me know that there was sea bass and yellowtail there. And it was going to be imperative that I got the boat anchored up on the spot proper so that we could make this kind of cool stuff happen. Very first sea bass ever weighed in the tournament was caught or no, excuse me. This is Tom catching his yellowtail. We're coming down the rail. I know you've all seen this video on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook coming down the rail, Tom. Guys never really caught a big fish in the ocean. He got bluefin. He caught yellowtail. He got the only two yellowtail weight in the tournament. None of that would have happened if I was just being lazy and whining and whimpering about how tired of, oh, I'm so tired. I love that when crew members tell me how tired they are, gang. I don't very rarely sleep at all on a trip when I'm out there because everything matters. Every single thing matters. And if I close my eyes, I might miss some of the cool stuff that matters. If I would have approached this lazily and not anchored the boat proper on the spot, this would have not happened. Jared would have not weighed the only white sea bass, or excuse me, Jason and Jared both. Jason's in the background there with his white sea bass, and Jared's standing there with his trophy-winning 21-pound white sea bass. None of those things would have happened, though, if I would have not anchored the boat proper on the spot. I'm not trying to pump myself up. That's not what this is about. This is about you understanding how important it is that when you go out fishing on your private boat, you anchor. Like I said at the tournament, anybody can catch a tuna. That's easy. <laughs> you just go out there and throw some bait in the water when there's tuna swimming around, you catch one. You don't have to anchor on the spot proper. That's why so many people catch tuna because it's not a real talent fish where you, when you get to the islands 
and you start fishing for sea bass and yellowtail and calico bass and barracuda and bonita, that's talent. You have to know how to f- anchor on the spots if you want to if you want to be successful. It matters more than you can imagine. It is the most incredible thing when you're absolutely on the spot proper. Everything changes. All of a sudden, every time you throw your line in the water, you get a bite. If there's current, then you know it's super important. If you're not getting a bite, it's because you're not on the spot. Because I tell everybody on my videos and on my uh, game plans that come out every Thursday, when you're driving around the island, you're looking for current. Once you find the current, now it's super important to make sure that you present your baits proper so the fish can actually have a chance to get in the deckhand bag, the big white deckhand bag on the back of your boat full of ice. Remember, the fish are sick and tired of this hot water. They want to get out of the water and get in that bag of ice. That deckhand bag, that is crucial for you to be on the spot so that they can get in that bag so that they can enjoy the boat with you. But if you approach this thing lazily and you just go, well, you know, we're not getting bit. There's current. I dropped the anchor. Like Dave said, you're 10 degrees off the spot. You're just out of casting distance off the spot. That all matters gang. And it matters so much. You can't even come. It is so important to make sure that those baits have an opportunity to get to those fish. You'll know right away if you're on the spot because you, if you follow my game plans and if you go to the spots that I tell you to go to and there's current, when your bait hits the water, you're going to get a bite. And if you don't get a bite, you got to take a look at where you are. You got to go up and you got to look at your fish finding apparatus. You got to look at the compass. You got to say, which way was I pointed when I dropped the anchor? Because you were pointed in a direction that when you dropped the anchor that the back of the boat was pointed at the rock or the kelp or whatever it is that you want to be anchored up on so that you can catch those fish. But if the back end of the boat swung out to sea or swung in towards the beach and the rock still off the port side or off the starboard side, Now it's time to pull the anchor and reset. One thing I teach all, when I was out guiding all the time and teaching guys how to drive their boats, teaching people how to anchor on the spots proper, the way I would teach everybody was I would do it in the harbor. And I would go to that five mile an hour buoy or I'd go to one of those channel marker buoys or the big red buoys with the sea lions on it. And I would tell you, to drop the anchor so the back of the boat is, that buoy is dead center in the middle of the back of the boat. And then I would just watch and I would try to explain to you, well, no, if you drop it right here, if you look at the wind and you look at that buoy and you see the current coming off of it, when that anchor gets tight, the back end of your boat's going to be pointed out to sea or in towards the beach. The buoy's going to be way off of our port side or way off our starboard side. This is how you can start to get really good at learning this is by picking a buoy in the harbor. Don't go out there on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday when there's 800 boats out there. Go out on a weekday when there's no one out there and learn how to anchor so that the buoy is facing the back of your boat. It's going to change what you catch. It's going to absolutely change absolutely change what you catch. Okay. I guess got a, I just got a message. Somebody wasn't on here in time to see this. I want you to see this video. We're going to go back to the anchoring thing, but yeah, people are logging on right now going, Oh Dave, what about this video? Listen there. I have two videos trending right now, all across social media about the sea lions taking over the docks and you can't get down to your boat. And the people tell me, Oh, just walk by them. They won't hurt you. Well, Sea lions want to eat us. Oh my 
Did that sea lion just want to play with that little girl? Or what do you think? That's why you don't want to walk by them, gang. Their jaw strength is 10 times that of a pit bull. And a pit bull's got a pretty strong jaw. But you got to think about this. Those guys, they got to catch a fish and hold it. So you're not going to pry your granddaughter or your daughter out of that sea lion's mouth. So I, there's that video. I just hit, Somebody sent me a message. What video are you showing? They just jumped on the show and they wanted to see it. So it's pretty scary, pretty amazing. That little girl, I guarantee you she won't be sitting on any docks for a very long time. But let's get back into this anchoring thing. This anchoring thing, there's so many different levels to this anchoring thing. A lot of guys, I've been with them on their boats. And I ask them, how much chain do you have? And I don't know. How much rope do you have? Or line, excuse me, line. We don't want to make anybody angry. Line, how much line do you have? You got to have 200 feet of line and you got to have the length of your boat in chain. That is it. That's all you got to have. Most people have too much chain, not enough line. Most people have um, no knowledge of how much because they never even dropped their anchor. I can't even tell you over the... 48 years I've been doing this for a living. How many people I've talked to that don't even know how much ground tackle they even have on their boat. That's, that's a shame. That's almost criminal gang. If you think about it, when you take your friends and family out on the boat and you don't know how much ground tackle you have, how dare you? Cause stuff happens. You got to be able to anchor. If something bad happens, and the engine won't start or anything, you better be able to know how to anchor. So what you want to do is you want to lay that next time you're at your dock. All right, if your boat's in storage, you want to go up to the bow. You want to open the hatch. You want to let the chain, the anchor, the chain, all the rope out. Lay it out on the dock. Lay it out in your storage yard. Lay it out wherever it is and measure it. If your boat's 35 feet, you should have 40 feet of chain. If your boat's 20 feet, you should have 20 feet of chain. If your boat's 60 feet, you should have at least 70, 60 feet of chain. If it's 65 feet, I have 100 feet of chain and 300 feet of line. It's, it matters more than anything. And I don't, <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't really care what you, you think you think, you know, because you only know what, you don't know what you don't know until you know or something like that, Mike Lewis. You don't know what you don't know, or you don't know until you know. You don't know until you know. This anchoring thing is so flippin' important to your success of catching fish. We have over 4,000 members on the website. I call each and every one of them when they sign up, and I talk to them. And we talk about their anchor and we talk about their bait tank and we talk about their bait system, but we thank you. I finally got it. <laughs> I need you here to coach me through this, Mike. But um, what you don't understand, gang, is how important this anchor whole anchor system is. If you don't have enough chain, your anchor won't hold. If you don't have enough rope, you can't scope back to the spot. What is scope? Thank you, Tommy. How did you know I was going to talk about that? What is scope? That's, let's say I'm anchored up at the kelp at San Onofre. But I can't, cat. I have the kelp straight off the back of the boat. Like I told you, it has to be where I want to fish is off the back of the boat. But I can't cast to it. You can't cast to it. I'm going to let out some more line. If it's straight chain, this won't work. It's just not going to work because every time you let out the chain, it just piles up in a big ball on the bottom, unless the wind's blowing very, very hard. But then again, we're not going to be out there when the wind's blowing hard because at your saltwater guide, I taught you how to read weather and you're not going to go out there when the wind's blowing. You're just not going. If it's blowing, you're not going. So, the sorry about the eyes. So the scope is what you're going to do to maneuver the boat to get closer to the kelp or the rock. 
if it's straight behind your boat, if you anchored up the right way, but you're just not close enough to cast, you're going to let out a little bit more line, which is scoping back. You're going to scope back so you can cast to the spot. If you have straight chain on your boat, first of all, why? You have straight chain on your boat. So you're telling me you have a half a ton of chain in your bow locker. And fuel is $7 a gallon. You're putting all the all this weight in the front of your boat. And then the boat's trying to push through the water with this big chunk of chain in the front of it. That's so lame. It doesn't make sense on any, any, anyway. Second of all, when it's time to drop the anchor, if it's straight chain and it's been rough at all, that chain's been rolling around in that bow locker, it's going to be all tangled up. And if it's gotten rusty, it's going to be tangled up and clumped up together and you're going to need a, a sledgehammer to break it apart to get it out of there. If you don't have chain and line on there, you need to go check it out, lay it out on the dock and figure it out and get a, get a nice length of line. It's rope until you tie it to the anchor, but whatever. I Whatever comes out of my mouth that always offends some superstar of boating. I've only been doing this for a living for 48 years. I know I don't know as much as all of you, but I just try to make it so you can understand what the heck I'm talking about. 50 foot boat, 300 feet of chain. No way, no way, no way, honey badger. No way, no way, no way. 50 feet of chain. You're carrying around way too much weight, way too much. There's no advantage to having 300 feet of chain. If someone told you that there was, they're lying to you, bro. There's no reason to have that much chain on your boat in any way, shape, or form. No, the chain should be the length of the boat. So if you have a 50-foot boat, have 50 feet of chain, have 300 feet of line or rope, whatever you want to call it, 50 feet of chain. The chain, when you drop it, we're going to get into some advanced stuff now. When you drop the chain, that is not counted in how deep it is. So when I drop my anchor, I have, I'm dropping my anchor in 65 feet of water and I have 70 feet of chain. I don't even count the chain, okay? I don't even count it. Yeah, if it's 60 mile an hour winds, you shouldn't even be out there, you potato head. Why? Make one more lame comment and I'll just ban you forever. <laughs> You're out all the time. You're, well, you might as well pick a booger and eat it then. We're not, you get one more lame comment and then you're banned forever. You'll never even have to see this podcast again, booger eater. <laughs> what a booger. If you're out 60 knots of wind, you're a booger eater. That's because you don't know how to read wind and you shouldn't even be out there. Oh, that's how I anchor in 60 knots of wind. Go home, booger. <laughs> this is my show. I I rule the show. Don't, don't come on here and try to... Sw you don't even have a half a clue what you're talking about. I guarantee I was on the water more this year than you've been in your whole life. <laughs> Well, I've been going out on the water for 40 years. One day a year for 40 years doesn't matter. doesn't count, booger. Oh, my gosh. What a booger head. All right. Okay. You live on a boat. Bye-bye. Uh, That's it. He's done. You guys want to get banned? Just make some lame frigging comments. I promise you I'll ban you. Oh, my God. What an idiot. What a potato head. Oh, my gosh. There's your... There he is. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> oh, calm down, Dave. Comete. Mellow, mellow, mellow. All right. They got me, though. But, yeah. No, you don't ever. There's never a time where you need 300 feet of chain. Are you out of your ever-loving mind? The length of your boat. Gang, what I'm telling you is absolute real. There's no, I don't need to prove myself or, or whatever. I do this every day. Gang, on average day when I'm running the sport boat, I would anchor 12, 15 times a day with 80 people on the boat and 80 people would catch fish. The whole boat, all the way around the boat would catch fish every day, gang. When I go out on a yacht, and I've been doing that for the last 20 years. It's super easy. 
if you take your time and you understand what's going on, it's super easy to anchor a yacht up with four or five people and catch fish, but it matters. No, they didn't get under my skin, Bob. They were just making some super lame comments trying to tell me I don't know how to anchor. Nobody gets under my skin. I don't, I don't, there's only a handful of people that I care enough about to allow them under my skin. And, and that booger eater wasn't one of them. But the reason why you don't need all that chain is because we're anchoring up on structure, right? We're anchoring up on structure because that's where the fish live. A lot of times that chain, if you're throwing straight chain out there, it's going to get lodged in the rocks and everything. You don't want that. Plus, when you're anchored on a spot, and let's just say there's a little swell or there's a little bit of wind, and if you're straight chain, that is just ripping apart the bow of your boat. You can hear it all day long. Kush, 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 kush. And if you're on a, on a boat spending the night and it's straight chain, and I know you can put a bridle up there and you can do all that fancy booger eater stuff, but you don't have to. If you have rope, if you have line, when you tie that off at night, when you're anchored up fishing, because we're fishing, remember I told you we're fishing it. If we're on the boat and we're out and it's dark, we're fishing and we're fishing and we're fishing. So we don't want that chain going crows, crows. Remember white sea bass, yellowtail, all those fish can hear the sound of that chain clanking, banging, booming. But if it goes to the rope or the line, I don't like to say line because I'm a recovering drug addict. So I don't say line, I say rope. And uh, we don't want to talk about straight chain tie do it because that makes so much noise in the water that it's going to stop you from actually catching fish. Because we can go all the way back to what we were talking about before. Everything matters. Those of you that are listening to the podcast, I'm showing the cup Mike painted for me. Everything matters. So if your anchor's not proper or if you're on straight chain, that matters and that's going to change what you catch. And when we go out fishing, we want to catch. That's why we're there. We didn't go out fishing just to go drive around and prove Dave was wrong and we can anchor with straight chain. We have 300 feet of chain. I'm going to prove to him he's wrong. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So back to what we were talking about. So that chain and the anchor is super important. So what I'd suggest to all my members is take everything out of your bow locker, get it all stretched out on the dock or stretched out in your storage yard or stretched out wherever you have your boat. Dock's cool because most dock, those little concrete slabs are 10 feet apart and you lay your, lay your line out across the dock and your chain. Now remember, when we anchor, we don't count the chain. So we're only going to count the, the rope or the line. And we're going to mark it. You can do it at 10 feet marks or you can do it at 20 or 50. 10 is really good for those of us that are just starting out. If you could mark it every 10 feet and we like to mark it with a little bit of paint. A little bit of black paint, a little bit of red paint. Just take a spray can and a, and a piece of cardboard and lay the cardboard underneath it. Give it a little squirt every 10 feet. That helps you tremendously. Guys that do it 50 or 100 feet, that's kind of hard to figure out how drop. If I'm dropping my anchor in 65 feet of water, I'm letting out 65 or 70 feet of rope. I didn't count the chain in any way, straight or form. I want the chain to lay flat on the bottom. And then as the boat starts to get tight on the rope and the chain, it'll start to lift the chain off the bottom, but it's still going to help drag that plow anchor into the sand or into the mud. So I would love to, that's my bucket list, Mac, is to get to Alaska. I would love to go up there and go fish. I want to, what I really want to do is go up there and fish for those trout that no one really fishes for. Everyone wants to fish salmon and all that other stuff. And I hear the rainbow trout fishing up there is mind bogglingly good. That's what I want to do is go and catch a Dolly Varden. I would love to catch one of those. That's a bucket list fish, but go catch those big rainbows in those rivers and streams up in Alaska. That's, I don't have any desire to go out and catch a halibut or a salmon in the ocean. 
inland waterways or rivers and streams. That'd be my thing. If I went to Alaska, I would want to check all that stuff out and go see the bears all feeding in the river and see all that. So yeah, thank you very much for asking that question. Gang, we got a lot of people watching right now. Don't forget, you can leave a tip for me and my family on YouTube, or you can leave us some stars on Facebook. I'd really appreciate all that. It helps me. I got the rescue monkey, two rescue cats. I got my beautiful wife, Kelly, and myself. Anytime you tip us, it matters. I do this show Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I try to help everybody out as much as I possibly can. If you become a member of my website, we have lots of people on here that watch all the time. I answer everybody's call. I help everybody out as much as I can. So if you feel in your heart that you would like to give us a little extra, go ahead and sprinkle some stars or sprinkle some tips out on YouTube or Facebook. I really appreciate it. And so does my gorgeous wife. Back to what we were talking about, though. If you can mark the, the rope every 10 feet. So when you get to a spot, let's just say you're at Orange Rocks where we caught all the white sea bass and yellowtail with the war heroes. I'm anchoring on that spot in 69 feet of water. The rock comes up to 40 feet. It's going to be back behind the boat. I'm going to let out like I was on that 48 foot Pacifica that day. So I let out all the chain. The boat had six or a hundred feet of chain. That's what it had. I, I didn't design it. I didn't put it together, but that's what it had. So I let out all the chain out in the sand. Then I let out, uh, 65 feet of rope or line. And then as the boat went back on the anchor, then I knew that the back of the boat would be on the spot. But what I could do with the rope is I could let out some and that would cause um, me to be able to allow the boat to slide back to get to the rock more. But Tommy was asking me about scope. A lot of times when the wind's blowing really hard, let's just say the weatherman was wrong and we got caught out there at night and it was very windy. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to let out a lot of scope. I'm going to let all my chain out. But if I'm anchored in 40 feet of water, I'm going to let out 200 feet of rope. That's going to let out a lot of scope. That's going to get that line coming off the bow of the boat and pointed straight forward. That's not going to. So that way that chain's got a chance to dig that anchor into the sand or the mud. And that's another reason why you want to have a lot of scope is more the wind, the more wind the more scope, the more rope you're going to let out. The less wind, the less scope, the less rope. Another thing I see so many people, they have aluminum anchors. That's absolutely ludicrous. That is crazy. Has anybody ever seen aluminum underneath a microscope? It's got air pockets in it, little tiny air pockets. So you guys are going to take an anchor full of air, and you're going to try to get it to hold your boat. Now you're going to have to have extra chain just to keep the anchor down. Gang, an aluminum anchor is ridiculous. Well, it's easier to move it around the boat. <laughs> That's not why you're anchoring. Aluminum anchors are ridiculous. They're silly. They're, they're cute. And everybody sells them. I know you went to West Marine and you got an aluminum anchor and the guy at West Marine told you they work the best. The guy there, he's never even been out on the water and he's never anchored a boat on a spot to actually catch fish. You got to remember who you're listening to when you're listening to people trying to tell you how to do stuff. Always remember, what does this guy do for a living? Do I really want to know what he knows? Anchoring, you want iron. You want a plow anchor. You do not want one of those aluminum anchors. You want a nice plow anchor. You want it. You want to drop your anchor in the sand or in the mud. And then you want to scope back to the spot you're trying to fish. If everything's all jagged rocks, you're probably not anchoring on the spot proper anyway, because if you remember what we talked about it, well, a lot of you aren't members of the website. Those of you that are, remember what we talked about all the fish, if there's current, they're going to be up the upper edge of the rock structure, kelp, whatever it is. They're going to be in the very front of that because they're up in the front of the rock and they're waiting for the food to wash by in the current. If you're anchoring up in the middle of the rocks, the fish are all in front of you anyway. 
So you got to think about that when you're getting ready to drop your anchor. Well, it's all rocky here. Keep driving. Keep driving forward. Eventually, you'll get off that big jaggedy rock part and you'll be out in the sand and then you drop your anchor and then your lines coming off the back of the boat will go to the structure where the fish are. All the fish are sitting there with their noses in the current in the front part of the rock, if you will. The current's washing by the rock. But if you anchor up in the middle of the rocks, well, Dave said to anchor. I never told you to anchor on the, I never told you to anchor on the rocks. I tell you to anchor out in front of the rocks. So it's super important. Thank you very much, Jack. That means a lot to me coming from you. You want to anchor up in the front of the rocks. Where? What do you mean front of the rocks? Well, the front of the rocks is which the current's coming into the rock. So wherever the current's coming into, you want to get in to be the very front part of that rock. If the current's going up the coast, you're going to get to the very south end of the rock. If the current's going down the coast, you're going to get to the very north end of the rock. Then you're going to drop your anchor out in the sand. And that's just the way it is, gang. That's the way it's always going to be. That is how you're going to be able to make sure that you catch fish. If you do not want to anchor, I don't like anchoring, Dave. Then don't go. Stay home. Go golfing. Go do something else. Go clean the house. Go do something. Go do something that'll help you along life. But if you're going to go out fishing at Catalina, San Clemente Island, along the coast, and you don't you don't like to anchor, then don't go. Just stay home. You're wasting time. You're wasting fuel. You're wasting bait. You're just wasting money. If you want to be successful, you have to have a bunch of spots in your repertoire. You have to have a bunch of spots. You need a lot of spots, and then you need to learn how to anchor. Do yourself. We were talking about it. We got people that are jumping on, jumping off throughout the podcast. I was telling everybody a little bit ago before the guy got on here and told me he needs 300 feet of chain to do anything. Go in your harbor or go out in the ocean and try to anchor up at one of the marker buoys so that the buoy ends up dead center in the middle of the back of your boat in casting distance so you can cast your baits to it. I don't care if you're fishing sea bass with a small sliding sinker and let it sink in the water column or if you're fly lining for calicos at the edge of the kelp or fly lining yellowtail on the edge of the structure. It all is about where you position the boat so that you can present your bait proper to the fish. All the fish are structure related. Every single fish is structure related. You hear people talk about the 181, the 209, the 289, the 267. All those things are structure. They're little high spots in the ocean. Same thing goes with on the beach or over at the islands. When we tell you go to White Rock, go to Persane, go to go to Orange Rocks, go to West Cove, go to uh, Clemente Reef, go to Isers, go to the Horseshoe. All these spots our little oasis in the middle of the desert, which is the ocean. And these spots are where the fish live. And it's super important to be on the spot. If you drift, I know your sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught a fish once drifting. I know that. You don't even need to tell me. I don't go out there for one. I go out there to catch all of them. I go out there so everybody on my boat catches fish. I go out there so we all catch fish. If we're drifting and Tim Ogilvy catches a fish and then another half an hour, 45 minutes, San Felipe Bob catches a fish and then we drift around for two more hours and Jamie Lewis catches a fish. Dude, I'm out. I'm First of all, I got ADD. My head's going to explode. I need you every time you throw your line in the water to get a bite or I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. They're not biting or I didn't anchor on the spot proper. And all it took, like I showed you, to make this happen, all it took to make this happen was for me to reset the anchor and get on the spot proper. That's all it took to make that happen. To make Jared the first person to ever weigh a white sea bass in the 
Wow, War Heroes on Water tournament and Jared right and Jason right behind Jared. Those two guys weighed the first and second sea bass ever weighed in the tournament because we weren't getting a bite when we threw our lines in the water. And it was it was 5:15 in the morning. We'd been anchored on the spot for 10 minutes, but we weren't getting bit and I knew we were going to get bit. I knew that the fish were there and I knew they were going to bite because we had current and we didn't have any of those sea lions. And ev- the table was set and everything was perfect. But I wasn't on the spot proper. I wasn't on it. I was 20 degrees off of it. It was 20 degrees as the boat sat anchored up there. Like I said in that other video. And I know you guys are like, I already saw that video. But I gang, we're anchored up on the spot. But we missed it by a little bit. I want to show you something. See the compass here? It's telling us that we're laying 290 degrees. So we're gonna pull the anchor right now, and then we're gonna go around the rock. And when we end up getting ready to drop the anchor, the boat will be pointed at 290 degrees because that's the way the wind and the current has the boat setting. And there's nothing you can do to change the way the wind and the current is. So the that is, I can't even emphasize it enough. That is the most important thing to understand which way the boat is laying. When I dropped the anchor the first time, which I didn't, I thought it, the boat was going to lay due west. That's what I thought. But it ended up laying 20 degrees off of it. So that meant the spot was off to our starboard side. It was casting distance for me, but I, I don't, I'm not trying to make myself sound good, but I, kind of can cast a little bit farther than most of the people on the boat. And I knew I had to move. I knew I had to pull the anchor and I knew I had to move because it matters. Everything matters. And I wanted their lines to be able to go to where the fish were so we could make this happen. This is a big deal for me. Those are my, those are my guys. Those are my war heroes, man. There's nothing. That's such a proud moment for a captain. When you can take these guys that have risked everything Every single, they've risked their lives so that I could go play on a boat and I could go play on a yacht. And then I was able to catch these fish, put them in a position that they were able to catch these fish because I don't approach it in a lazy manner. I approach it because everything matters and I want to make sure that I get them on the fish so that they have a chance to catch them. All right, gang? So look at if you're out here fishing this bluefin and yellowfin and it's just starting to get really crazy right now, it's getting very, very good. I'm not talking about what we've been talking about the whole time, fishing spots, fishing for yellowtail and sea bass and all that stuff. I'm talking about offshore fishing, fishing for this bluefin and this yellowfin that's here right now. And we're going to get an influx of Dorado. It's coming because we got so much Dorado down here in Cabo and we got another hurricane pushing up the coast right now. October, November are going to be absolutely incredible, but you better be dragging around some of these daisy chain cedar plugs from Promar. You better be dragging these around. Why do I like the daisy chain? Because it's going to be like that foamer of bait out there that you see the fish exploding on. It looks like a school of bait swimming around behind your boat. It's going to get those fish so interested because they're going to come into the prop wash. And then here's this bait dragging around behind you, which is the Daisy chain cedar plugs. This is the natural wood color. I always have to have a, a cedar plug out behind my boat when I'm fishing. It is super important and you want to have that. So if you go to promarahi.com, you can get these daisy chain cedar plugs. You can also get the regular cedar plugs from Promar. And then when you're checking out, put in the code YSWG. You're going to save 10% on your order. Also, I'm going to throw up the QR code right here at the end of the show. And when you're in there, look at all the cool stuff they have. Promar has so much stuff. Another, this thing right here, this this assault diamond jigs from Promar. These things are killer. These things are rigged up and ready to go. Drop down to the bottom, catch that big rockfish in 350, 500 feet of water, you catch the big rockfish on these diamond jigs. Plus the bluefin have been eating these things all day, every day when you're fishing the nighttime. These live, are these assault diamond jigs are incredible. All these things are found over at the Promar Ahi website. Just go to promarahi.com. 
or enter through the QR code that I'm going to throw up here in a few minutes. The only reason why I'm not throwing it up during the show is because my good buddy Mike Lewis showed me that the minute I throw it up there, I lose half my audience because everybody wanders off to the website and uh, you can't watch the show and use the QR code at the same time. So from now on, we're going to put the QR code up at the end of the show. Gang, we're going to give away another lifetime membership to the website. That's because my buddy Mike Lewis was telling me about the lifetime membership and how special it was for him to win it. So if you guys go to my store, over at my store, you can see all my clothes, all the different swag, all the different things that we have to offer you at my store. It's your saltwater guide, the store. When you're on the store, get some clothes, get a hat, get a shirt, take pictures of yourself at home, anywhere. Send the pictures to Kelly and I. Send the pictures to your saltwater guide. If you're a member, that's great. The very best picture at the end of this month, at the end of October, is going to win a lifetime membership. Go to my store, get the get the get the clothes to wear here, real quick. There's a picture of my store. I'm throwing it up. Those of you that are driving, we've also added some tank tops. We've added some new sands. The shirts have the sayings on them. Some have them, some don't. Mike Lewis, I know you don't have anything on the back of your shirt. We got to change that quick. But go to my store, check out all the different clothes, start taking pictures, wearing our swag. And then on uh, November 1st, we're going to give away that lifetime membership to the website. We're still giving away a grab bag. If you enter through the code, the QR code, if you enter in through the QR code to Promar, which is up on the screen right now, you're going to win that bag of swag on November 1st. We're going to give away another bag of stuff. There'll probably be some assault diamond jigs. There'll be some pro, the, some uh, cedar plugs in there. There'll be a hat, a shirt. I don't know. Dan and Kim, you guys are on the show all the time. You won last month. You guys won the bag of swag last month. I know you got a bunch of cool stuff that came in the bag of swag. How cool is that? We're going to give that away. And then uh, we'll be giving away stuff at the end of the month from all of our different sponsors. Everything will come out good. Everything will be bitching. We will keep doing this show. We will keep having fun. We will keep everybody entertained. Tomorrow is text the show Wednesday. If you've never been a part of this show and you don't know what we're talking about, I try to answer everybody's questions on Wednesday. We, you can send in your questions. Also, gang, don't be afraid to go check out the website, especially now with $7 a gallon gasoline. It's so cool to have a website where the owner actually talks to you and I can put you onto the fish. I can put you onto the lobsters. I can help you with any capacity. If you want a free look at my website, Text me at 949-374-0786. I'll give you a free look at the website, the best fishing website ever made for fishermen. And uh, we'll get you dialed in, let you have a free look. You can make up your own mind if you want to try to figure this fishing thing out on your own or if you want to uh, have an expert teach you how to do it. I'll be that guy. I answer every one of my calls. I'm the, I don't know. Try to find somebody else that has a website and an app and they answer their phone. I think that's incredible myself personally. I really do. I love talking to all of you and talking about fishing. So I try to do the best I can to make sure that I put you in position. Jason Lawler, if you look at our website right now, if you go to the community section and look, he called me up yesterday afternoon and said, where should we go throw our hoops at Catalina? And he went over there, he went to exactly the spot I told him to, and he just wailed on the lobsters. He had full limits by 10 o'clock last night. Pretty spectacular. Who does that for you? Who? I do. I want to make sure you all have a chance to be successful. I don't want you selling your boats because there's no fish out there. I don't want you selling your boats because you're having a rough time catching them. Okay? So everybody... Thank you very much. Get ready for tomorrow's show. Those of you that are listening on the podcast platforms, you can send in your messages now. I'll read them on air tomorrow during the show. We give away a free t-shirt every week 
on Wednesdays and every week on Thursdays. Kelly Girl joins us on Thursdays. We give away a shirt. Whoever asks Kelly a good question, she picks your name. And tomorrow I'll pick somebody's name. You can do it from the podcast. You'll hear your name read live on air. Send in your questions to 949-374-0786. Your saltwater guy, Dave Hansen. Find somebody else that gives their... Think about that. I give my number out on social media to the whole world. I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'll talk to anybody. But if you're not a member of my website, then you don't get any information. If you're a member of my website, I share everything with you all the time. First thing I ask when you call me is, are you a member of the website? You say, no. I say, why? I know it's $9.99 a month, and I know that's a lot of money. A lot of people have to think about it. Those of you that have to call your spouse and ask them if it's okay to spend $99, fishing's not your problem. So don't think I can fix your problem. If you got to ask permission to spend nine bucks, fishing's not your problem. Remember, you couldn't even put two, you can't put two gallons of gas in your car right now for nine bucks. All right, there's somebody got my phone number right now. They're calling me. Can you believe that? I'm going to call them back in a few minutes because I'm super busy doing my show. 949-374-0786. I'll give you a free look. Also, I'll answer all your questions tomorrow on air. 949-374-0786. Don't be afraid. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you. Remember that? (laughs) And I will be here for you tomorrow. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of the show. I hope you learned something about anchoring today. I guarantee you, you learn don't make stupid comments or you'll get banned forever. Bye.